الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن الذين آمنوا وعملوا الصالحات أولئك هم خير البرية وقال الله جل وعلا إن الذين آمنوا وعملوا الصالحات سيجعل لهم الرحمن ودا وقال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم إخبارا عن ربه تبارك وتعالى وما يزال عبدي يتقرب إلي بالنوافل حتى أحبه فإذا أحببته كنت سمعه الذي يسمع به وبصره الذي يبصر به ويده التي يبطش بها ورجله التي يمشي بها وإن سألني أعطيته ولئن استعاذني لأعيذنه صدق الله العظيم My dear respected elders and friends, brothers in Islam, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. All praises are due to Allah alone. That Allah, through His infinite grace and mercy, Allah has shown us another day. Allah has shown us another Friday. Allah has given us opportunities. For as long as we have life, we have the opportunity to work for real life. Allah says, وَمَا هَذِهِ الْحَيَاةُ الدُّنْيَا إِلَّا لَهْوٌ وَعِبٌ Amidst everything in this world, all the ups, downs, successes, accomplishments, dooms, glooms, amongst and amidst everything, Allah says that in the bigger schemes, the, the bigger scheme of things, this is nothing but play and amusement. And therefore, in the follow-up statement, Allah says, The actual life, the real life, the ultimate abode is the afterlife. As Muslimin brothers, we believe firmly in this. We say it, but according to a person's strength in this belief, that is how a person will live his life. The stronger the belief upon this fact that the real life is afterlife, the more a person will be able to live his life in conformance to this belief. Thus, if we have to inspect the lives of the friends of Allah, there was minimal indulgence in the world and more time in the pursuit of the afterlife. May Allah make us from the people of Akhirah. Just something, brothers, which perhaps or most probably I even said it from the member. Something I say, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the faith of it. You see, 
we read salah five times a day. After the salah, brothers, Rasulullah sallallahu said that your du'as are accepted. Therefore, let there not be a situation, brothers, where we have performed a salah and we turn around without raising our hands. Because that is effectively an opportunity lost. Just for us to understand, Rasulullah sallallahu he asked the companions that do you know which dua is most accepted? Ayyud du'ai asma. Which is the dua that is most hearkened to by Allah? So, Prophet remained silent and then he replied to the question himself. He said, Dubura salawatil matubat. The dua that you will engage in today after Jumu'ah. The dua that you will engage in today after Asr and Maghrib and Isha, respectively. Every salah is an opportunity. Abdullah bin Mas'ud radiallahu an, one of the most powerful companions of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa he used to make this statement. He said, Ihmalu hawa'ijakum al-maktuba. To really appreciate this, we have to understand it from the Arabic. He said, whatever is your haja, whatever is your need, you have a forthcoming salah. We have Jumu'ah. And Jumu'ah is special. It is a weekly engagement. So that makes it even more special. Whatever be it, just keep it aside. Because Allah has kept such power and such impetus in the salah that if you will raise your hands, Allah will fulfill that haja and need. Ihmalu hawa'ijakum ala al-maktuba. Anyway, the point, brothers, is that in the time that we do make this dua, let us make dua, brothers, that Allah must grant us the love of the afterlife. This is the point. One of the greatest means, amongst others, for a person to build his faith in Allah is through dua. When a person makes dua, then, brothers, we are effectively telling Allah, that oh Allah, 100% with certainty, I believe that it is only you and you who can fulfill my need. Therefore, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَقَالَ رَبُّكُمْ أُدْعُونِي That, oh my Lord, call out to me, أَسْجِبْ لَكُمْ I am the only one who can respond to your call. And in follow-up statement, Allah is now, He's telling us, that if you don't call out to me, Look at how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala phrases the statement. He says, He who is too haughty and arrogant to turn to me, He will enter into Jahannam in dis disgracefully. So, in the time, brothers, that we do come, let us give due importance to bring our hands together. And saying, Ya Allah, amidst everything, understanding everything on its place, and putting everything in perspective, the ultimate goal is still the akhirah and the afterlife. Ya Allah, I say it in these words, because I say it so often. Ya Allah, grant me the love, the akhirah. Ya Allah, grant me the preparation of akhirah. Ya Allah, grant me the successes of akhirah. In, in your own words, it doesn't have to be anything specific. 
The poet says in Arabic, لا تحسبن بني آدم حاجته لا تسألن بني آدم حاجته Never ever put your hope in the creation at all. Anything that you have to ask, first engage with Allah. لا تسألن بني آدم حاجته Whatever haja and need you have, first point of reference should always be brothers. Musalla, salah, dua, salah, dua, salah, dua. This brothers has to be in tune in our mind. Anything, any need, any crisis, any situation, anything, it's first. Musalla, salah, dua, salah, dua, salah, dua. Just for us to understand brothers, we wonder sometimes that salah, yes, it's a religious obligation, it's something spiritual. But how does that impact on the situation at hand? We use the example which is mentioned in the hadith regarding Ibrahim alayhi salam. Ibrahim alayhi salam is traveling with his wife and en route, he is now stopped by Namrud. So he takes the wife of Ibrahim alayhi salam and he has some malicious intent with her. Now look at a situation like this. You are one solitary individual against a sovereign, a person with soldiers, henchmen, executioners and whatever have you. You are just one solitary person. What do you do? So what does he do? He goes on a musalla. This is it, brothers. This has the power to shake the throne of Allah. That's why, brothers, everything, salah, everything, Rasulullah all the time, the most powerful and the most important thing. Yes, there's a place for Quran, for dua, for the remembrance of Allah, for charity, everything. But this, this is what the five days salah teaches us all the time, to and fro, to and fro, making this effort. So he starts salah. So Namrud makes some advances and suddenly, you know, his body just cripples. So he realizes that, you know what, that this person is not an ordinary person. The Nabi of Allah, Allah says, Allah says regarding Nabi Musa and Harun alayhi salam, I am with you. I hear and I am watching over you. So now you are interfering with Nabi of Allah and he has now engaged me. So he suddenly cripples. So Namrud sums Ibrahim that what is this? He seeks his forgiveness. Then he ushers him to leave and then Namrud starts his shenanigans again. The same result. Second time, third time. Until he realizes that no, this person here is not an ordinary person. This is the Khalil of Allah. And he has, he has stood up on the Musallah, in Salah, and he has engaged with Allah. Until eventually he realizes that, you know, that this is now a futile exercise. He releases both of them and he allows them to move on their way. This is the power, brothers. So, Ask that being whose doors never close. Ask that being whose doors never ever close. 
in atani laylan qabiltu wa in atani naharan qabiltu come at any time come during the day come at night there are times when duas are accepted more than others but brothers duas are accepted at any time yes the ulama have taught us certain etiquette that if we want our dua to be accepted then engage in salah salatul hajja read the dua make wudu you know stand on the musalla and so on and so on but that too is not a requirement even if you are unable to raise your hand but and you just make this dua in your heart allah can accept it so wasalil ladhi abwabuhu la tughlaqu fallahu yaghdabu in tarakta suala allah becomes displeased when o oh, insan you stop asking him fallahu yaghdab in tarakta suala allah becomes displeased when we stop asking him and wa banu adam hina yusalu yaghdabu banu adam the children of adam every time you go and ask him he becomes displeased this is the reality can be your own your own father your own brother or your bosom friend he'll give you one day the second day third day then he'll ask you what you think of atm whereas allah is saying this is a hadith which is mentioned in mishkat man lam yasalillah who doesn't ask allah yaghdab alayh allah becomes displeased so brothers we started off speaking about dua but all in all the topic of discussion is that we have now moved into high season we have now moved into high season some 50 days ago we would have remembered that the imam started dua allahumma barik lana fi rajab sha'ban wa balighna ramadan ya allah bless us in rajab sha'ban take us into the month of ramadan Rasulullah sallallahu was preparing our minds that you now going into high season and then very high season and then very very high season so bless me in rajab shaban nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam said is a time when there is a great amount of neglect he used to fast so much that aisha radhiyallahu ta'ala anha used to say i would think that he is not going to stop fasting he used to increase in his observances And then my brothers come the month of Ramadan the first 20 days my brothers that now foot steadily on the pedal and last 10 days how the light is now off the clock off the clock that Aisha radhiyallahu ta'ala anha says that Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam said idha dakhala al-'ash when the last 10 days came ايقراها وجد وشد المزر then when the last 10 days came he would exert himself really really exert himself nabi sallam used to engage in i'tikaf and stay awake the entire night wake up his family and nabi sallam used to refrain from many permissible engagements so what does i'tikaf mean Ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullah said that it's like a person goes to the door of someone and you just continue knocking you know that there's somebody of resources there within the door 
and we knock and knock and knock and knock and keep knocking till we get our need fulfilled. So in the high season, brothers, this is a time for us now to come back to Allah, to connect with Allah. See the ambition, brothers. People have got amb ambitions. We all went to school. From the time we were five, we started that narrative. That what's your ambition? What you want to become one day? No. You see, if you become this, you do that, you accomplish this, then you'll make lot money. And if you make lot money, then your success is big. And if you don't make that, then you have lost out. What is the ambition? What is the goal? Every salah, every spiritual exercise, every sajda, every dua, every two rakats, every moment with the Quran is for what? That's why the hadith, actually this, this is a hadith Qudsi. Nabi Sallallahu narrates the words of Allah that innama hiya a'malukum. The sum total of your entire life comes down to just one thing, your action and deed. That's the ayat of the Quran which I cited in the beginning. That inna amanu wa amilu salihat ulaikahum khairul bariya. Verily he who believes and alongside with believing who carries out righteous deeds, he is the best of Allah's creation. Hum khairul bariya. Anyway, let's come to that narration. That lakum. I am keeping a meticulous reward, uh, record. They will be full recompense. If you availed of the opportunities, let you praise Allah. But if you lag, if you lag, then mana illa nafsa. Then admonish none save yourself. You are the one who took it easy. So it comes down just this. This Jumu'ah Salah is for us to connect with Allah. The nafal that we will read is for us to connect with Allah. The dua that we will make is to connect with Allah. The charity that we will give is to connect with Allah. And Ramadan, my brothers, is now to take it on another level. Ramadan. Ramadan literally means what, brothers? It means to burn something out, to totally incinerate. So those black records which we have, those black records which we have of sins, of vice, and so on, this is what Ramadan is for, to clean that up. So that the slates are clean, it comes back to the same thing, the connection is strong upstairs. You know, as we understand it nowadays, nowadays is a time of technology. Sometimes you see a person, you know, he's pulling his hair out. What's happening? No network. Connection is gone. What about the connection with Allah? Is that not the ambition? Is that not the goal? How much is this narrative in my life? That the goal of my life, the sum total, the purpose and the maqsad for which Allah has put me in this world is to connect with Allah. And imagine if I left this world without accomplishing that. So, brothers, now we are going into this high season. 
Another dua which Rasulullah made. Allahumma sallimni li Ramadan. Wa sallim Ramadan li. And in some narrations, wa sallimhu lana mutakabbala. Or wa tasallamhu lana mutakabbala. Ya Allah, you keep me in good shape, in good fame for Ramadan. And let Ramadan receive me in the like manner. وَسَلِّمُ لَنَا مُتَقْبَلَا And O oh Allah, thereafter you accept from me. Now brothers, first we have to do something to be able to present it for acceptance. Then brothers, we can hope for the acceptance of it. So let's make this niyat that firstly we have to prepare ourselves mentally. Then we have to chalk out a program. Chalk out a program so that we are, you know, we can say that we pushed ourselves and we, we've accomplished in this Ramadan. Otherwise, the days come and go, come and go. And then before we know it, brothers, it's one more Ramadan. We'll just end up on this. But brothers, we know that the month of Ramadan is a month of Quran. I'm not going to start speaking about the Quran. I have one minute left. But I just want to tell you one thing. I have personally seen in my life that especially in the month of Ramadan, although this should not be the intention, whatever we do, our, our intention should be solely the pleasure of Allah and the reward in Akhirah. But just for us to understand that the month of Ramadan being the month of Quran, if a person exerts himself with the Quran, that which we are in pursuit of day and night, Allah brings that entire thing and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brings it all together. This is the barakat of Quran. I read regarding one of the pious people recently that his students attribute all his accomplishment. Well, theirs was religious because they never looked at the dunya. Only to his constant affinity with the Quran. So we're all chasing this what we call barakat or our means, or our rizq. That rizq is here, brothers. It's on the shelf. In the masjid, in our homes. It was unheard of before that a person would not make a khatam of Quran in the month of Ramadan. So, leave early, come to the masjid early. After the salah, sit, brothers. There's no rush. This is the place. There's a hadith. We'll end off with this. Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi heard this many times that إِذَا مَرَرْتُمْ لِرِيَادُ الْجَنَّةِ فَرْتَعُوا When you pass by the gardens of Jannah, then grace to your heart's content. Sahaba Ikram asked that, O Prophet of Allah, what are the gardens of Jannah? He said, حِلَقُ الذِّكْرِ The gatherings of dhikr and the remembrance of Allah. But there's one nation, it goes the exact same way. But when they asked Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi that what are the gardens of Jannah? He said, the masajid. So come and sit here in the Jannah in the world. And inshallah in the akhirah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make us from the inhabitants of the real Jannah. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alayhi.